Nathan Fluffer Henning is going to be your team nickname next year. <laughs>
Same. But I'm gonna treat it. I'm gonna treat it like a crusade league and score 200 points somehow at the end. I don't know. Yep. I think that'll be fine. You you uh you can't possibly have a difficult time with that event. Nathan Jordan. gets one crusade rule for the TTS league. <laughs> That's a mistake. A terrible mistake. I've been around yeah, so that, crusade players that, long enough to know that's a terrible, terrible that idea. Hive Tyrant ignores invulnerable saves again. I don't know. None of us have read the crusade rules enough to know if that's a dangerous thing to offer, Nathan. <laughs> it usually it's is. True. Crusade actually, is where the wild things are. That's strength that's nine, meg two Hive Tyrant ignores the invuln saves. Oh, fuck. Know, man, you could just told me he does that, and cool. I would have been like, yeah, okay. That's fair. Although, oh. it's way funnier because that Hive Tyrant has now killed multiple characters in melee combat at this point. Like, two of Jeremy's. He's good at. No, he, he killed two of Seth's calls, rather. He kills, like, random nonsense characters he gets into contact with. He's like, hi, I murder you, goodbye. And that's all he does. Murder is a strong word. If breathes tends to kill most calls I've played with. It's true. Also, I haven't actually read the Crusade rules for this edition at all. <laughs> I knew that there was a document that allowed you to like move your crusade to 10th and it got a bunch of people mad, but I didn't. I haven't looked it. at the crusade. You have to buy a second rule book now to play crusade in this edition. Um, there's a crusade book you have to buy that has I the rules for crusade it. in it. No, there's a separate book that you have to get. I'm almost 100%. We don't care that hard. <laughs> I was very tempted to get up and go find my book. The most important thing is, it's not in the app, which means that even GW don't think it's real. So, <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, Anthony, how about yourself? You also, like the rest of us, didn't do cool stuff, so we'll save Jeremy for last. Uh, what did I do last weekend? I finished Cyberpunk. That was cool. Um, <laughs> no, I like I finished the game for actual. I did all the things. Um, you got all the endings? No, but I didn't enough. And I, you can watch the rest on YouTube. There's enough. Um, I completed a run. I, whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, I played that game too much in the window that I played it. Uh, I played one game of 40k. Two games of 40k since the last time I was here. Um, they have all been with world leaders. So I'm just going to play them until they get nerfed in January. And Thanks, Jack. Yes, let's blame Jack for that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, they've been super fun. Uh, the meta is really weird right now. You can pretty much do whatever you want because uh, you can all hold hands and lose to Eldar and CSM together. Yay! Yay! Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, nothing super interesting, honestly. Fair enough. Oh, I'm going to see Cliff this weekend. Yay. Hell yeah. Cliff, yeah. what's awesome. the one we being? How's the uh, Team America selection stuff going for you guys? You've just closed selections, right? Yeah, so we closed uh, applications on, like three days ago, uh, which was funny because a couple people played other people at Tampa on the Sunday, uh, which was after applications were closed. But Ben didn't pay attention to which day it was and was like, you should apply. And then Ben told us that he told them that. And I was like, hey, Ben, just so you know, you can't fucking read days, can you? Uh, so that was kind of funny for a couple of minutes. And then that was that was pretty much it. Um, but yeah, things are closed. Uh, we are in the process of voting for who will make it through to the, like, get interviewed by Sean step. And then from there, players go from there to being, you know, being on the academy team, which is what we refer to earlier, like, prospect group from last year as now. Um, so, yeah. 
it'll be sweet. We'll find out who the new people are soon, which means that I can take the new people and bully them into going to Pyra and Euro Trash Cup. <laughs> that's, this is the funniest thing because it's true. Yeah, no, that's real true. Um, I think people would be mildly confused how I would be Cliff's son, but adoption exists, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, Genetics yeah. do fun things all the time. That's true. I, I don't know that they would make a person that's like nearly two feet shorter than you. And yeah, whatever. I mean, that's possible, I guess. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's the that's the U.S. stuff. Um, Team USA is going strong, doing things, looking to be doing more things soon. Good. Glad to hear it. I'm glad, I'm glad things have solidified into a reasonable process for you guys because it always sounds like your selections went crazily would be in previous years would be a way to describe it like off the rails fairly quickly sometimes um, i mean last year last year was fine was yeah last year was fine. but that's because like you guys had started this process right yeah so i mean before that point you. it was above my pay grade so i don't know <laughs> that's fair uh yeah, that's the reason that that's weird says brian yeah. Yeah. brian gets it and i wouldn't exactly yourself... call last year's process fine last year's process was fine once we had a real captain <laughs> There's the caveat. Yeah, whatever. That wasn't that was no fault of the process. That's fair and reasonable. <laughs> well, the process only existed because of that captain, right? So what I mean, look, we got there eventually. It was just a little bumpy. <laughs> That's fair. Thanks, Nassim. Well done, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as for myself, uh, I went to a little RTT this weekend. I tried out the new Iron Storm. It is the dullest, dullest list I've played in a long time. You just sit there with your dreadnoughts and your whirlwinds and you shoot things and you kind of like, if I get five turns of doing this and it doesn't die, you'll lose by a little bit. And otherwise, like you lose like a Redemptor slightly too early and it's like, well, I sure can't leave my deployment zone. Uh, so I went two and one with that. It was fine. Like the two wins were big. The loss was small. Like happy with that in terms of like alerting the list concept. Not a list that I'm super gassed to be playing like long term. Uh, I'm gonna have a look for some other things in that book to try and see what I like. I really want to play some of the salamander stuff. I like the idea of just like throwing inceptors at people with plus one to wound and making their life go bad. Um, which you know does seem tempting. No. Outside that, uh, I don't know if I mentioned about last week. I'm my, my all my family's away right now, so I'm just like in the house by myself, and it's the first time it's been like this since basically like pre-covid and i'm going a little mental um which is nice i'm enjoying it um you know doing doing nothing just sit, like you know uh the house is so much cleaner than it normally is it's great i just like get to like keep the place tidy it's great turns out it's everyone else and the dog that are the problem uh not me yeah. my room is the cleanest go. it's been in years i don't know what's going on um it's very confusing it's all going to go bad on monday when, when i'm back from my other event no. Uh, besides that, yeah, I've got an event at the weekend. I'm playing CSM for that one. It's going to be great fun. Um, it should be Brian's last event in America, or Brian's last event before he leaves for Team America. So I'm going to make sure he gets the, the good old Scottish goodbye and crush him to the ground four times. Uh, that's the dream anyway. Um, <laughs> Anthony, reach out if you need a reference, by the way. I can tell you about all what he's like behind the scenes. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a pretty good like insight into Brian after spending like no shit like 25 days in his house. Yeah, so. yeah. I have a pretty good idea of what he's like. Um, There's a lot of napping and monster hunter. And it's just discovered why people become adults to live alone. See, that, I mean, that's the, the truth like... of the matter, though, is I never would have figured that Ennis was the clean person in his family until he said that he got hyper-focused on cleaning. <laughs> Everything is spotless, and it's not changed in four days. And I'm like, if I don't touch anything... <laughs> oh, so it's not that he's clean, it's just he... 
He doesn't no, no, touch no. anything outside of his clean. It was just like, cave. if I just make sure everything is clean now, and then I don't interact with it, except to make food, it'll stay clean, and then I don't have to do more effort. That's basically been the like the sideline into keeping things clean. Mm. Um, so that, that's been working. I don't know if we'll see how long it lasts. If you guys see me like next Tuesday and I've like eaten an arm off or something like that, and like there's like fire behind me, then you'll know what happened on like day four and five of me being home alone. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> Sending somebody on a wellness check for Innes halfway through. Chris has been sending me dog pictures every day to make sure I don't go mad. It's been very cute. <laughs> it's adorable, actually. It's quite adorable. Um, I did ask him if he was doing wellness checks. He was like, no, I just want to send you pictures of the dogs. I'm like, you're doing wellness checks. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> now, as the person who did the most interesting things this weekend, Jeremy, how was Tampa? It was a good time. Um, it was... So for anyone who isn't aware or doesn't follow... Um, I was helping out with uh, the U.S. Open in Tampa Bay this past weekend, um, which I'm just going to say right now, there was a stark contrast between Tacoma back in July and Tampa this past weekend. Is that because uh, at Tampa you could kick servo skulls off the table? No, we did not allow that. Oh, even though you it's did. technically the rules? <laughs> Please don't start this with me again. <laughs> So yes, <laughs> there was a there was a moment Sunday morning when I wanted to put some people through a wall um, for suggesting that you could do that. Uh, yeah, it was fun, lots and lots of fun. But yeah, no, we didn't allow that. Um, it very much you didn't allow that. No, no, actually, no one, no, no one, none on the no judge one team was allowed ultimately it. allowed to allow yeah. that. <laughs> It was it was asked of other people, and I do remember at one point it being referred to as a "there is no rules that say that a dog can't play basketball" moment. That's true. <laughs> so we are not air budding 40k, thankfully. That's basically what like <laughs> servo, servo skull bud. Feels like. Yeah, servo yeah, skull bud. Yeah, um, I was reminded once again why I will never ever put servo skulls in a pack for an event that I run. That you take seriously right it's not like a it's like a joke <laughs> they I left mean, it in like on accident like a copy editor got drunk and was like ah oh, that'll be funny in crusade and then they took crusade we're out gonna be playing it at the world champs so we should run a five round servo skulls tournament for the oh, next one just no. five rounds five rounds alternating servo skulls and servo skulls and ritual yeah that's what, that's what i said carrie i wouldn't play it at an event i'm taking seriously <laughs> but yes, it was a good weekend. Uh, overall, it was it, it was a really fun time. Uh, the majority of players there were just absolutely. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little while. <laughs> I've got some fun stories. Some I can tell. Some I won't tell. Uh, and some that I can share right now. But uh, the most fun the during the weekend is just seeing everybody and seeing everybody enjoying themselves playing 40k because there was a distinct difference in people's approach to the game than back in July. Which, yeah. you know, we don't have any numbers this week because, uh, spoiler alert, I got back yesterday night, so we haven't gone through those yet. But, like, the meta looks better. Yes, sometimes you lose to Eldar. Sometimes you lose to CSM. Sometimes an entire Brick of Wraithguard get deleted by a single Forge Fiend. That can happen. It's very unlikely, but it can happen. Happened. In the Shadow Round. The literal Shadow Round. Yeah. All right, so anyone who's asking... There are some photos circulating around from the shadow round, which is, if anyone doesn't know, at the end of round six, because of the pod system and the way that it's done, there's going to be eight people that are undefeated in the top bracket. 
you need to have four people undefeated in order to have one best general at the end of the day Sunday because there's only two rounds on Sunday. So there's around seven that is played amongst those eight people. And these, you know, the event ends on Saturday at eight o'clock for most people, but we don't start the shot around until everyone else has finished their games. In this particular case, one game went until I think it was close to quarter to nine, which meant that uh, we didn't start the shot around until nearly nine o'clock. And the last shot around game went past midnight. What people had, I don't know how it happened, um, but facilities thought that the that we were all gone, and so the lights automatically turned off at midnight. <laughs> all of the venue lights <laughs> turned off at midnight. So I, there was a photo circulated around of a half dozen of us standing around the shot around table um, with cell phone lights, and uh, one of the BCP guys actually had like a proper like battery powered lamp to keep things going and so the last 25 or 30 minutes i can't remember exactly how long of that game were played by cell phone light and it was very funny and also very very exhausting this certainly one of it's the called experiences. brian and brian and boris playing inside the toilets at leicester vibe no uh, the, the best part about this was um one of the guys who who the one of the fellows who had was dealing with logistics and all that got on the phone as soon as the lights went out and said, Hey, we need these lights back on the minute we started walking out of the venue after the, after the shot around was completed, the lights came back up. If only there was some type of way to like keep track of how much time has passed in a 40 K game to perhaps encourage both parties to finish in a more reasonable time frame. It sounds like communism. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, but yeah, it, one of the things that I found interesting um, is that people have become much more amenable to the changes that happened between ninth and 10th and sort of core rules and mechanic changes. Um, they've also become much more, and again, this is just comparing uh, my experience over the last like four or five events that I've judged, um, and also stands in a stark contrast to the tail end of ninth. Uh, where things got things are a lot easier to explain to players, uh, especially when you stop dealing with weird edge cases in the wrong way. Right. Such as yeah. That, again, sounds like you should deal with things in the wrong way more often. Like it's you know you can get good good practice that way for doing weird drudge calls. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I did make one mistake this weekend, but that one's been well addressed. Um. Well, now you have to tell us. Like, you can't, you can't just... I uh, shouldn't go into too much detail, but basically I thought it yeah, was a fair. different battle round when I was talking to a player. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that, that'll do it. Yeah, we won't go into... <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. I like uh, yeah, that it's... you guys had the old night fight rules, basically, but for yourselves for that last game, for that game of the Shadow <laughs> Round. Just good old-fashioned night fight. See, the worst part about it was normally in that kind of situation, we're not supposed to, but in that kind of situation, I mean, you don't really want a judge ever telling you you can't come back and win. Um, but we have had games that have been like, look, you're down by 30 points and you have two units left. You're not coming back. It's battle round three. Can we just call it? Because shadow round points don't matter. It's just a win or a loss. But this game was a two-point game at the end of five. So it was just like, and it was decided by a Forge Fiend not failing a uh, a dark pack test because it had three wounds left and him holding his home objective and scoring defend stronghold for three points to win the game. 
Yeah. Cool. <laughs> good Warhammer. I mean, that, that's that's good Warhammer. That, that is good Warhammer to me. Like, it is one of these things where, like, it comes down to a single dice roll at the end as a result of where you've positioned everything and what resources you have available to you. I like that. Um, but yeah, the, the Forge Fiend picking up in that, that was the same game that, that, that same Forge Fiend picked up an entire brick of Wraith Guard. That guy's but, a hero. He needs a yeah, raise. Profane Zeal, it turns out, is really good, and so is Blast into 10-man bricks. Oh, fuck, you don't say. <laughs> Especially <laughs> having three fucking Blast guns. Who wrote Blast? I want, I want that guy's address. I'm gonna send him just, like, a fucking glitter bomb. Nothing crazy, but, like, god damn it. Oh, was it the... Are you gonna send him three glitter bombs and tell him to open one if there's Different more than five people in okay, his house? Okay, so it was the Nurgle Fortune that, uh, <laughs> that lived, and the undivided one that died. All right. I have, like, very basic stats for the weekend just from counting GT wins, and that's all I got. Uh... CSM have the most GT wins. They won five events. Eldar Ooh, won four. Cool Eldar won four events. Uh, and then Sisters, Orcs, Gene Sealer, Colt, Death Guard, Dark Angels, and Votan each won an event for 25 plus player events with five or more rounds. Um, I do view that Eldar and CSM have nine GT wins between each other as a problem that may be unfolding. Um, because we're starting to see kind of what we were seeing before the balance patch a little bit where we had two factions winning basically everything and then nobody else winning anything, but it could also be an aberration for the week where we didn't have a ton of five round 25 plus player events, but that's a lot of events. A lot of big events though, because this is true. You had obviously to Tampa Bay, you had Kipper's melee, which was a, Golden Ticket event, if I remember correctly, out in BC, which was a 103-person event. Mm -hmm. um, you had... The list goes on. I have them open in front of me, so I can actually go through like the major events. Um, so, like, you have Tampa Bay, Kippers, Fantasia, Gem City, um, and I think Medhammer were the largest events of the weekend. Yep. Yeah, like even Denver Fight Club was over 60 people. Yep. You had... Oh, was it Kirktonian? No, Kirktonian was one of the smaller ones. Packing order Kirtonian was a, was was a decent-sized yeah. one with 64 players. Then you had uh, Gem City, which is 69 players. Nice. <laughs> uh, Medhammer was 64 players. Like, there were a lot of, like, 60-plus player events. Yeah. And Eldar won the larger events for the most part, except for Sisters and Orcs, who won Tampa Bay and Kippers. Uh Pecking and Denver Fight Club, which were also around 61 or won by CSM. And then it's like Brighton, Dark Sphere, Second Austria, and Last of the Summer, Mallorca, Cretonian, and Oceanic. Um, but we'll see if this bears out for more than a week. Yeah. Wait, I think it's worth this? watching because this kind of absorption into two factions isn't good for the game. But it is nice to see that more factions broadly are winning events on a week-to-week -week basis. It would just be nice to see, like, the 5GT wins from CSM and the 4GT wins for Eldari kind of spread out maybe, like, one or two off into other factions. Hey, Death Guard won a GT for the first time. That's true. They did. And Votan won. Sisters' first win, too? Yes. It was Sisters. And Sisters got 5 on top of that as well, right? They yeah. got a 5 on top of that. Yeah, uh, friend of the show and patron... 
Uh, Brendan finished third at Kippers with a 5-0 result with Jesters. Uh, Donald Plummer, who is in chat and friend of the show, uh, also finished 5-0, and and I believe it was with Tau? I haven't looked at data because I've been sleeping. Mr. Plummer mostly plays Tau. <laughs> Look, he might, have, he might have shifted it up. It's possible. It seems unlikely. Mm. I think he also won best overall, I'm pretty sure. So Nice. Congratulations, Donald. And then, yeah, yep. we'll we'll put all the rest of the stats, and if you're in the Discord, we'll throw up an announcement when the data is done and it gets uploaded to um, the dashboard so you can guys can look at how win rate's tracking. Probably be more interested in the four-week rolling average that comes with the, like, actual trend lines that we've shown on the regular. So we won't be showing any images this week. Brian, I don't know why you sent us a pound, but I appreciate it for random reasons. I don't know. There's yeah, nothing no. with it. And it's also... Despite losing in the shadow, shout out to Ben Yurick for scoring 783 battle points across eight games Jesus. at, at uh, Tampa Bay. He won, last, um, last he won something. Awesome yeah, he won the Battle Master, which is the most That's battle it. points. And I think he won it by over 50 points. Cool. It's definitely sure. a vibe. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know. We'll see if it bears out. The for the most part, the balance patch will look like it addressed a bunch of stuff. CSM and some of these other armies coming up might be a problem. We'll see in a couple weeks. I don't want to yeah. say that they're a problem based on one week of data, although CSM is kind of floating at that near Eldar range for win rate after the last couple weeks, I think. They're around 55-ish. Oh, okay. You mean post-data slate Eldar? Post-slate Eldar. Yeah, they're <laughs> really worried. I was like, the, no, not, not pre-slate Eldar. <laughs> post-slate Eldar. Sorry, I would love they're to floating see... around the same win rate as Eldar. I would love to see what a meta could look like where there wasn't Night Spinners. Think about how interesting and diverse things might be. That would be lovely. It definitely would probably just be more CSM? Would that just be more? Probably, yeah. Night Spinners aren't that good into CSM. Uh, yeah, but you would just see CSM go further along, right? The shit like, that charges. Enjoy not having to play against them. Yeah, the shit that charges is coming out of boxes. Everything else is shooting out of reserves. It doesn't matter in that matchup as much. It sure isn't fun when the if the box dies, dies, then the stuff inside then then doesn't go anywhere because of the night spinner. Mm. I don't know. Like it's annoying, but it's like not. I, mean, I, it, it I could be much happen worse. There are other armies games where the box died, right? and then the stuff inside this got is, hit this by This is some really hard theory crafting <laughs> to go with because it's like what happens to the Eldar army yeah. into like every other matchup. Yeah, just take. I mean, something it's, it's else. meta skewing for sure. Yeah, yeah. Meta you have to think. defining even. <laughs> there you go, meta defining. How many so less boxes for... could I take? That is it for the stats, I guess. Um, they're not even stats because all I did was count some stuff and tell you some random nonsense. It's so numbers in a collection. I call that statistics. Oh, uh, another shout out for Tampa, uh, Sasha. Uh, I'm going to murder his last name, Edelkraut, uh, winning best overall by going 6-0 and in the first six rounds with Imperial Fists and then barely dropping his shadow round game to Quinton. It was like a 10-point game, and they played the full five games. Oh, full five rounds. I was like, the did I now? <laughs> did, did I miss a points increase? Dominic Galliano asked a question in the YouTube chat. I think like the, the before points increase when it went, yeah, up, it went 80. up eighty like a month ago, and it's still yeah. on every list, right? So yeah, yeah not I was every list, but a I lot missed... of them. No, nothing else I was just, has changed. I was just wondering if I'd missed something. In, like <laughs> I think there's actually five points now in the game. It's fun again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the 
honestly, if they just made it so the Incarn couldn't charge after teleporting, no, 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 that would no, no, probably no. improve a bunch of stuff. They make it like the ninth edition one where you teleport once per game. That once would also work. Game. No, the ninth Instead edition of could once teleport per... multiple times per yeah, the incarn was could teleport once it's, per turn before. No, it was once per turn. Maybe I was thinking of something else. But it could anyways, make it once after per game. teleporting. There were also it has to start in reserve to do it. Oh, <laughs> a fancy uh, heroic intervention, yeah, basically. It's, yeah, it's, I can't believe it's not Sanguinor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's oh, what man. it wasn't. Uh, that's <laughs> what it wasn't in the eighth edition and ninth edition to begin with. So <laughs> I don't that's like the idea of me putting a Meta Monday hat on. I don't like that idea at all, Eloise. Yeah, I, I, I that, disapprove of that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's other problems with Meta Monday guy's stuff. I appreciate what he does, but there are other. He's gotten better. I will I will give credit where credit is due. He has gotten better on like actually checking his data. Does he? Okay, he does faction checks now. I'm I, still not because he actually lists he what uh, what factions are winning events, like in terms of like detachments. Uh, then he must be. And okay, similarly, that's good. That's good he enough. caught the my idiot round five opponent from last weekend who left himself his sisters. He was like, no, no, this wasn't a sisters vote in final. This was a sisters Eldari final. It's way funnier when nice. sisters just like randomly have event wins and shit because people couldn't be bothered <laughs> to change their things, though. Mm -hmm. It'd be a real shame Why if someone don't... was using data like that. Terrible. No one would ever do that. Um, not. All right, let's keep going. Uh, what do we want to talk about this week <sighs> is really the better question. Do we want to talk about what we know How about the world champ? sisters champs? win Tampa? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what, a, what? What is it? Jeremy, you were there. You were on the ground. Yeah. Tell me. Uh, so I only watched two of Jeffrey's games. Um, because he didn't really, like, there was no weren't any real rulings or, or attention paid to his first five games round six he played john lennon uh which is where i made my judgment mistake yeah, i watched him in the shadow round and then seven and eight he was on the stream which was being handled by justin so i didn't really watch very much of his games um were his I sisters heard... actually cat girls i can neither confirm nor deny because i don't remember what is oh no let me get a second that was somehow a much more suspicious answer than what I was hoping for. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge whether See, here's the problem counts. is that I'm trying to actually pull up my mental pictures of the few games of his that I did watch, and I don't remember seeing cat ears, but I may have missed the cat ears. I wasn't looking for the caddy. Yeah, I wasn't exactly looking for those until the event was over and someone told me about his sister about his cat sister's army, and I got confused. Sisters of Cat Old. Let's not hobby no. shame anybody, though. If somebody wants I'm to call their sisters you, having just cat the ears, kind of yeah, this, to, to be clear, I would not be hobby shaming right now. I'd be kink shaming. That's an entirely different thing. We also yeah. don't kink shame Anthony on can't this shame podcast. Something that he doesn't no do. kink shaming. That's true. <laughs> what if that's their kink? <laughs> you get stuck in a, kink, stuck in a No kink shaming, even if kink shaming is your kink. That's the only oh, kink that we're going to shame. That's so much. What are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> you heard me. No kink shaming except for kink shaming. Don't worry, Anthony. You'll get to get a good look at Jeffrey's sister's army when he beats you at the world champs. 
He might. If hey. I, too, throw my favor of corn directly into the trash on turn one. Aww. But how many... What was his list? Did somebody actually pull up his uh, list? Yeah, I've, I've got his list in front of me. <laughs> you can not I, only I can, see I, his list, you can see the names of his units on the list. Not all of them have names. Times and none of it sat in my brain. 100% zero of it. Like, it slides off me like a fucking... Just bounces. Like right. water let's over let's talk through this list. All right. Let's, and, let's go back and bring up ye olde fight club lore where we used to read lists of success oh, at Jesus. events god the old days, dude. <laughs> this, is the, this is some nostalgia time for everybody all right yeah, so we're going to a... jeffrey coldner was playing order of the eternal crucible statuary tender honest the magifier with the litanies of faith oh, we're doing the order <laughs> superior <laughs> amalia which is junith aruda prioress sabine who is morvan vol warlord Purifier Charity Palatine Plasma Pistol with the Blade of St. Eleanor. And then a oh St. Nuria the Reforged is St. Celestine. Uh, then we have a Battle Scissor Squad, Battle Scissor Squad, Battle Scissor Squad, all of them with Power Weapon, Gami Weapon, Melty Gun, Simulacrum, and Melty Melta. No, we hadn't earned their names yet. So unnamed. No, they had not. Uh, then we have Crucible's Reach with an Immolator, which has the Immolation Flamer and a Hunter Killer. We have Purifying Incandescence, which is an Immolator with a Twin Melty Melt and a Hunter Killer. Uh, then we have a Retributor Squad with multi Meltas. Uh, we have the Refutation of Dross, which is a Castigator with the Battle Cannon and a Hunter Killer Missile. We have Ringing Purity, a Castigator with a Battle Cannon and a Hunter Killer Missile. We have the Feral, which is a Mortifier. We have the Fool, which is a Mortifier. And then we have the Cog Breakers, which are Paragon Warsuits, which all had multi Melta and Grenade Launchers. We had five Seraphim with Hand Flamers and a Plasma Pistol. We had 10 Sisters Novitiates without a Pistols and Novitiate Blades. And then we had two Difficult Assassins. And finally, we had Madeline, a Calidus Assassin. So if you right. if you told me with 100% sincerity that he had submitted his list from the narrative, I'd believe you. Well, Out no. Out genuine because, seriousness. So here's the thing. The narrative is only 1,000 points. Okay, if you told me this was Nathan's Crusade list. As <laughs> the... Uh... What like, is I genuinely like no shame of the guy. Like I genuinely don't know what the fuck happened. To be fair, this isn't the first time that we've had someone who writes names or puts lore in their list win an event. I don't mean oh, the names. I just mean the units. Yeah. <laughs> like that, more... okay, yeah. The the makeup of the army is weird, but when you look at it and then break it down and then see it on the table, it's a whole lot of mech and some scoring trash. Which I'm means that some that armies. None of the like. There's the, no exorcists. There's no rhinos. There's no arcoflagellants, which are three of the things that you're seeing everywhere. There's no also rhinos? no triumph. Yeah, no triumph. There's an emulator, I guess, that has transport there's, capacity. Yeah, right? There's two emulators. Oh, all, all the all the gimmicks I know from like being good for sisters is like the infinite sixes with Bladus and Eleanor and lethal hits, just like punk more punk like AP four saves on things, which is great. Arcoflagellants are very resilient. Rhinos are good. Like all the stuff that I'm like aware of for sisters that like makes up competent lists none of it's in this so it's purely just been done on like well the guy just clearly all in the suits one. is in there sure. Those fall are... in the fall in the suits yeah but like i would have called that 500 500 points of normal sisters and 1500 mm -hmm. points of stuff he had like every unit's got different loadouts there's no you know like you usually you know people will be like you know this is the loadout i want so my like bastard just goes are gonna have the same special weapons or whatever it doesn't have that emulators are different weapons uh it's just bizarre frankly and uh, honestly i think it's really cool um like i have yeah. absolutely like absolutely mad, mad prep 
mad props to the guy. Like you went on an insane tear. But if you would like, if you asked me if this, if you asked me before the event if I wanted to place a bet on this and gave me like a thousand to one odds, I don't know if I'd have taken it. I'd probably take thousand to one odds because that's that was, pretty low. Sure, but you know what I mean, right? Thousand to yeah, one yeah. odds, I'd take it ten bucks. Fuck yeah. Thousand to one odds minimum bet a thousand pound, a thousand dollars. Would you have taken it? Uh, no, that's a chance at no, a million there pounds. You, there no you go. Chance. But the, the stake in is a thousand, right? Yeah, not for a grand, dog. Please, yeah. I'd have made fun of you so hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I wouldn't take it now, knowing he won, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, all the features of this list, from like everything having names and basically brass nameplates on it, to the weirder list comp, none of that stuff really struck strikes you as this list is going to win Tampa Bay immediately. Mm-hmm. This doesn't strike me as this list is going to take down three art of war players practically on the bounce. Yeah. yeah. So, so what's the tactic for this list then? Just looking at it, trying to conceive of how it works. So, having watched the little bit that I did, a large part of it is the little bit of trash that he has, which is actually a very small amount, which is the seraphims, the mortifiers, and the battle sisters which he splits all of he splits them with the uh with the emulator so he actually has four by five and then one by ten um is it just you know the the mech goes out kills anything that shows its face uh and everything else just runs out on objectives and scores for him i'm pretty sure he played tactical at least three of the games that i watched i don't know about the other ones i'm pretty sure he played tactical into jack as well that sounds reasonable i remember seeing map signals yeah i had I ha- I was busy with another game, so I had no involvement with. Uh, I was watching the. It just like I get that it's a wall of it's a wall of stuff that shoots pretty reasonably, has melee, and has a bunch of scoring stuff. It just seems like there's every other list that does that seems like it should do it better, right? Like yeah. I don't get how this. I, I don't get why this competes with Eldar, why this competes with CSM, but it did, right? When that honestly really impressive. It just. Yeah. Now, there were definitely some wild dice skews in this. Oh, um, yeah. Jack got scammed. No, no. Quinton got scammed before Jack got scammed. Oh, okay. Sure. I only uh, know So Jack's. in the in game seven, and I only know this because I talked with Quinton because I was watching his game eight because I was watching the, the third place match, uh, which turned into the second. Anyways, the, the, his last game, I was I was watching it because it was the most interesting one. And most of the other there were very there were much fewer questions round eight. Um, and so talking with Quentin afterwards, cause I was curious, like, how did you lose that? I mean, several skulls and Jeffrey went first, which is already not the greatest position to be in. Uh, but Vol's unit of paragons killed the avatar with fortune from 12 wounds to zero in a single activation. Roll sixes, bro. And, you know, Quentin couldn't roll fours to save his life. Yeah. But yeah, it was, I think it was six wounds with the multi-meltas seems unlikely but very sometimes variance does just get you i suppose like if, there, like, like, again, if the triumph was there with infinite sixes and lethal there's no triumph i get it but the triumph's not there <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't understand yeah and then if i remember correctly jack lost eight out of ten berserkers to overwatch, overwatch. Yeah. i mean three straight snake eyes on charges did him no favors as well and then the charges that he did connect with he didn't kill anything like actually yeah. nothing yep <laughs> what this is sounding like is like this person had a probability shield around them basically Which, yeah you know what even if he did Nobody... have a probability shield around him he still put his units in the right spot for that to work yep. True. Nobody 
on the in the history of Warhammer has won a GT or a major without getting lucky somewhere. It just That's doesn't true. happen. So oh, yeah. you just like, put yourself whatever. in a position that you can then capitalize on that luck yep. or not get too badly fucked by the other guy's luck. True. <laughs> I mean, if you follow your plan, like you said, into the best path to victory every time and everything works with your plan along the way, as long as you make correct decisions, it works, right? That's how mm -hmm. you win games. You make the right decision according to what will give you a path to victory. Yep. As Innis repeatedly drummed into me during the like one bonus content piece we made together. You know, you just got to follow your plan. You do the and, best yeah, you somebody... can with what you got. And Charles S. has the best point. It was a shield of faith. Yeah. <laughs> no, band, go, leave. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Thank you for your custom, Mr. Simon. You are no longer welcome. Or Mr. <laughs> Mr. Charles, you are no longer welcome. The... The Art of War players that he went through, none of them were playing Imperium. So, clearly that's, that's, the a, good, that's a really good point. The Emperor protects. That Apparently. Celestine, my favorite Chaos Demon, did win that game. <laughs> She's not a Chaos Demon. She's a Demon of the Emperor. Who is a Chaos God, right? So No, he's not the Chaos God yet. Not yet. Yeah, there you the, go. See? Does she still have Soon. the Demon keyword? No, she's no. never had the Demon keyword. Oh. No, the Avatar like, had the, the Demon right? keyword, which was very funny in 8th. Uh, Avatar still had the Demon keyword. Doesn't actually? Yeah. No. So does the Incarn. Drago melts that dude. It's great. I was going to say, it gets you beat up by Drago. I was going to say. <laughs> There's like no anti-deal left in the game except Drago. Yeah. That is more anti-Tyranid than anti <laughs> Oh, I made a Dragon Knight player so sad uh, this weekend because he called me to the table and said, yeah, so Drago's plus three works when I come in from a teleport. So I was like... And it was because... <laughs> he was like, so I just need a, I need a six here. And I reroll it and then I fail... And I walk up to him and say, no, sorry, it doesn't work that way. And his opponent says, just take the CP back and you need a nine and we're just going to pretend like this didn't happen. <laughs> you got to be off the board in natural or you got to go back into reserve and miss the Dimos. It's the only way to get the teleport off of Drago. Yep. Which miss is a pretty reliable way to do it because yeah, people eventually sure. need to get close but, to that unit. But you can't do it off a of teleport assault. You got you to gotta get it natural or the hard way. There's no, nope. uh, there's no easy way. My favorite is definitely using mists to walk towards your opponent. Uh, I've never had that happen. Yeah, but you play World Eaters twice. Yeah, they don't want to be close to you. <laughs> or CSM. They don't want to be close to you either. If you played Eldar, then they'd probably do it. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But also, if you're playing Eldar and are going within nine inches of Grey Knight, something probably went horribly wrong. Or horribly right. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like the Grey Knights are having a terrible day. <laughs> Equal opportunity in both directions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Were there any other interesting lists that you saw while you're at Tampa Bay over the weekend? Um, I'll go through a few of the like. There were a few really entertaining lists. There were really fun lists. I'll go through the few that really stood out to me. Um, one of them was a. It was a literal stat check list. He was just there to have fun. Uh, it was four Morkonuts and Gorkonuts. I love that. That actually makes me really happy. Um, and it was the, but it was the Rock'em Sock'em Punch'em Bots. Like they, he painted, they were painted as normal, but he had the whole lore behind the army. It was the Rock'em Sock'em Punch'em Bots. He had Gretchen as the rest of the army. Uh, and the Runt Herders were their chaperones that were bringing them to the Rock'em Sock'em Punch'em Bots chap, uh, <laughs> I love game. That. Uh, so anytime someone would shoot the Gretchen, he would say, you're killing the babies. How dare you kill the orc babies? This is a war crime. And about half the time, if he saw me on that side of the wall hall, he would call me over and say, "You have to, you have to, you have to kick this guy out. He's killing orc babies." 
I feel like he, I would get very he a hundred percent committed to the bit, and there were there was at least one of his opponents that was a little, but he was he was just there to have a good time. Um, Hogan Franklin, who is a pretty good Tiernitz player, uh, he made it. I think he lost the he lost in the shadow round to Jack, so he made it six and zero with Tiernitz running triple Norn. Oh yeah, I did see that. I was like, like, "Wow!" The the 18 18 Raveners, eighteen von Ryan sleepers list. Like that guy's my hero, but also I cannot imagine the level of stress that anybody going second against that had. But also the level of relief when you win the first iron roll in that matchup, (laughs) or just like the level of relief when those units connect with you and then they're still what they are. Oh, oh, yeah, mine's still went seven one, Anthony. Like, I am considerably less worried about this. Um, you, you look at your codex, you remember Armored Contempt exists, and you're like, oh, cool. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, who was the other interesting ones? Um, that was it. That was everybody. That no, was so, so th- there were some others. I'm just, I have so many jammed in my head. There was a World Leaders Army that had a Bloodthirster with it that was full of glitter and had shiny bases and was painted up in like almost clown like colors. Uh, I could tell which tables he had been on because they were covered in glitter when he left, <laughs> because <laughs> the basic material was just shedding off of the bases. And I, I, I made a, I made a joke to him at one point. And so what he did was he just brushed more glitter off onto the tables. Like, fine, I'm not cleaning that table up. That's someone else's problem now. Yeah. Good luck um, uh, oh yeah, Hogan. Hogan went like in BCP seven and one. He lost to Jack in the. Uh, he lost to Jack in the shadow round. Now, Jack was playing World Eaters. Uh, Jack deployed on the line. Hogan deployed on the line. Hogan went first, moved up all his Norns onto their respective objectives. Um, they, they, they scored points for a turn. Then, as Jack put it, Hogan scored one point more than he was happy with him scoring and just ran through three Norns in one turn. Yep. It was... Yeah, I saw them, I saw them, I saw them playing. I saw them playing. Sure isn't. Yeah, I saw them playing, I saw them playing, and then I saw a handshake, and I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. When have we expected? Uh, Hogan also had, was on the unfortunate receiving end of Ben Yurick's ben uh, round eight game, where he beat him 100 to 10. Because he went first, killed everything on the board by the end of his second, and screened out the board so no no uh, reinforcements could be placed. Eldar. <laughs> Woo! Yep. It's okay, guys. TSM are the problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian Jones, shout out to him as well. He finished eighth. Um, he, <laughs> this one was more funny than anything else. Uh, so he, him, and um, Ben York were both in the top bracket, and they played round one of the top bracket. So game five, they also played round one of the top bracket at Tacoma. <laughs> on the exact same mission and thankfully not on the exact same table, but they were both playing the same armies. It's just those armies were now mechanically very different than the armies that they had brought because Ben was playing Eldari. Brian was playing Imperial Knights. Towering no longer existed. There was no longer a Wraith Knight on the other side of the table. Now it was... Yes, Ben. Mardi Gras themed. I can't remember his name for the life of me, though. I feel so bad. But he was so much fun all weekend. <laughs> Ben's WTC application scored a 27 to minus 7 at Tampa. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Boy. Uh, oh, uh, Real Long finished 18th um, playing Blood Angels. And Riel was a fantastic person to both judge and work with throughout the weekend. Uh, she played a nail butter of a game against John Lennon in round, I want to say, uh, five. Yeah, it was round five. So the first one of the of the bracket, and it was a three-point game, uh, which came down to like the last thing. Her list was, I'll actually go through her list because it's actually quite fun. Um, so her list is those blood angels playing Gladius though, not completely crazy. Uh, <laughs> I didn't notice her list title before I just saw her list on the table. Her list title is I have no anti-tank. Uh, Biologist with both the discipline, Lamartis, uh, a primaris lieutenant with artificer armor and a primaris tech marine. Gressers, no surprise there. I feel like that uh, counts as anti-tank. Yeah, I kill everything in the game. It kills everything, but it's not like, yeah, it just kills everything. Yep. Um, not tank. Ten Death Company Marines with Thunder Hammers. I would also consider those anti-tank. Definitely not anti-tank. Yeah. <laughs> and then ten Hellblasters. What are we doing? No anti-tank at all. <laughs> not at all. Oh, the is an anti-tank. Don't worry about a it. A unit of Inceptors with plasma. Um, a unit of Infiltrators. A Libby Dread. Uh, two Redemptors, and then a Scout Sniper Squad and a regular Scout Squad. What and... I learned from this is that this person is not to be trusted. Yeah. <laughs> like, I appreciate how well you did, but also, you're lying about your anti-tank. You had loads. If they offered you a drink at any point during the weekend, you said no. Yeah. Yeah, I would have now. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't trust you even a little. I don't trust you with yeah. water. The, uh, the Libby Dread yeeting aggressors across the table caught more than a few people off guard. The fact that it trigger it goes after Phantasm is my favorite thing in Warhammer because they're both end of turn effects or they're both end of movement phase effects. So as the active player, you're like, you can Phantasm or I'm going to teleport before you Phantasm and block where you're going. It's so much fun. Uh, um, Chris, one of my teammates, took a Delgy, took that Delgy. It was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Ben. Kevin Camarada is the world leader Mardi Gras man. He played for Mardi Gras as his team name. He that went five sense. and three. Um, yeah. Uh, other ones that were fun. Uh, there was a guard player who made it into the top bracket who I think finished seven and one. No, he finished six and two overall. Um, he was running a super heavy and he had a gorgeous guard army. I uh, can't remember his name now, but yeah. Yeah, Alex Tao's 5-3, big world leader energy. Nah, 4-4 four, four is where you want to be at when you're really big world leader's energy. Yeah, the um, there were quite a few world leaders that actually did reasonably well. Brian Lacor from Hobby Goblins, a uh, friend of Tim's. Boy. Yeah, uh, he was a super nice. Yeah, I, I finally met him. Super nice guy. Uh, he went 6-2. and two. Yeah. Did he have the uh, giant cabanda on the table? He did have the giant cabanda on the table. It was very funny. One of the games <laughs> that I was... How you use that? Like, uh, he used it as a blood blood thruster. Thruster. Yeah, but it's so much bigger than the blood Oh, thruster. It, it, he had it on the right size base, which made yeah. it look very comical. Yeah, yeah. very carefully. Yeah, very carefully. Uh, it was very funny because <laughs> I was I walked I was judging one of his games at one point, and his opponent and he, and he rapid ingress Kabanda, and his opponent was just like, "Yeah, you just turn it this way, and you can hide it." And I looked at it and said, "You're trying to hide it behind a four by six ruin. There is no way you are hiding that model." <laughs> and and Brian just owned it and said, "Nope, he's going like this. You shoot yeah. him, you shoot him." Yeah, the uh, that was one of the funniest coaching calls I've ever gotten on. Is someone just being like, 
I want to play World Eaters. And I was like, dude, sick. And he was like, I have to use a Bloodthirster. And I was like, ooh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did well with the list. Yeah. So well, we went over like how to use the Bloodthirster in combination with the rest to yeah, have yeah, it not no, be rolling, he, right? He clearly had some good prep going into that because he was making some very sound decisions throughout the throughout the event. Yeah. Um, that CSM game that I was judging on, I think he lost by like three, but that was to Nick, who ended up not your Nick, Nick Herding, uh, who ended up finishing fourth at the event. Um, what was another one? One? Oh, Andy Powell. He's so big, <laughs> like so big. I've seen that model in person and I watched somebody assemble it at Chicago. And I was like, Abanda is humongous. He doesn't All right, so for anyone who is listening to the podcast right now, what we are looking at is a comparison picture of Cabanda next to Angron next to Scarbrand. And uh, he's a thick boy. He's like twice the size of Angron. Yeah. Just in body. His body is twice as big as Angron's. His yeah. wings are like four times bigger than Angron's. <laughs> to be fair, Angron looks like he's trying to get into a rhino. Dennis, <laughs> we can't hear you. I muted because I was pressing buttons. In what world is that fitting on the 120 by 70? Maybe he was playing it on like a night base or whatnot, but I mean, that's definitely not to his advantage when he's trying to fit that thing on Deep Strike. Or anywhere. Or yeah. <laughs> or do anything with it. Yeah, or like use it at all. You probably could if you didn't take the basing material. His stance is probably the same size as that other base, maybe. Maybe. If you didn't put his oh, wings on him, I think he'd still be bigger than a regular Bloodthirster. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. He's bigger. His his axe is taller than Scarbrand's wings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Why don't we do? I got three more shoutouts to do because oh I'm scrolling gosh. through the, the placings and these are the ones that got. Me. <laughs> um, sorry, I got to do these. Uh, Andy Powell, who made top bracket by going four and zero with Dark Angels, playing the Unforgiven detachment with twenty Deathwing Knights, um, and then proceeded to go three and one in the top bracket because. Why not? <laughs> Definitely, those are pretty good guys. They, they are. Uh, you just got to play them in the right detachment. Uh, he, I think it was round four, he played a mirror between another Dark Angels player who also had 10 Deathwing Knights, but was playing Gladius. So I <laughs> joked about which one was the actual traitor. Um, they both gave me a dirty list. Um, then we had the last two. Um, we had Robert Jones from Goonhammer, uh, the Chirurgeon, uh, who ran Death Guard and who finished with a 7 and 1 record. Uh, he barely missed the the top cut on OGW because OGW is special, um, and then won his bracket going four and zero through the three one bracket. Nice. Hell yeah, Rob! Rob's Rob's been chasing the uh, that that dragon for a while, so I'm super 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 happy to see him go. Oh, he, he was, was, he was so guy. thrilled with his performance, and he was playing exceptionally well. Uh, last shout out is going to be to Matt Aaron who didn't finish the event, but had a gorgeous Death Guard army that he didn't know about. Oh, that's my boy. That's a New York boy. Yeah, I know. That's the best overall thing. You're you're a little ways from home. There's actually a big group of them. Uh, Matt Aaron, uh, O'Hara was there. Who else? Oh, Matt O'Hara's great, too. Yeah, they're both great. Uh, O'Hara made a showcase with his army. So did uh, Matt Aaron, but Matt Aaron had to leave, so he wasn't eligible for anything. Uh, Matt O'Hara made showcase. His army was gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> did he lose intentionally to stay on seven? No, he definitely did not. He was very. He really had had wanted to make that top cut, but if I remember correctly, his round four was against. Uh, yeah, he played against Sean Rice round four, and yeah, it hurt. 
Got Votand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Matt Aaron didn't understand that Mortarian basically let you ignore almost everything. Almost. Yep. Almost everything. Yeah. Almost. Uh, it was... Uh, <laughs> he was playing a Custodes player, and they had a Trajan and Mortarian question, which both work the same way at, at, w, at, at GW events. Um, and... <laughs> Both players are like, oh, so you would have ignored that minus one to wound, and you would have ignored that. Oh, well, this changes everything. <laughs> but yeah. the Custodes player had just finished bouncing, so he agreed that nothing was going to change. He was just going to get tabled. Yeah. Uh, and so Matt just ran over him. All right. Uh, we have the fun discussion of, you know what happens when you get Battleshocked as a Plague Marine next to Mortarian? Absolutely nothing. Cool. We can't use strats. Sure. I guess you can't get the extra AP and sustained hits on a unit of Plague Marines. Yeah, or stealth them, or, you know, there's, it matters. <laughs> or grenade strat. Like, come on. <laughs> Actually, that it's one's more unimportant. Yeah. It's not unimportant. <laughs> All right. That, those are the ones that I wanted to highlight. Uh, it was a great event. Um, I highly recommend anyone who can head out to the US Opens. They are a ton of fun. They definitely are really well run events, generally speaking. They're fun events. They are in need of some mission changes, I think, for them to become There's part that. of like sure. being anyone who was there. Staples. Send your feedback to the survey. If you didn't want to play Servo Skulls again, please put it in there because I hate judging Servo Skulls. Oh, dude, question. can you have two objectives on top of each other? I know. Is there any WTC ruled no? Is there any limit to how many you could stack on top of each other? Nope. Can you put all three of them on top of each other and then move yep. all three of them into? Oh, that's hilarious. Could I, you put I all found... four of them on top of each other if you played uh, Hidden Supplies? All right. On that note, Innis, do our scuffed plugs. <laughs> no, I just want everyone to think about Hidden Supplies. Think about. I want no. you all to think about it. Hidden Supplies, Chosen Battlefield, Servo Skulls. I've, the next I've, I've already is going to be five rounds of that. Innis, just do the plugs. <laughs> If you want to make us not be able to do that, there's a bunch of ways you can contribute. Um, every, for every person that likes, I will take one mission off of that. Uh, that's where we'll take one thing, we'll take it down one level from there. Uh, <laughs> so, first of all, thank you everybody for being with us for episode 55, no wait, 65 of Stat Check. Uh, we're about an hour into the show, so um, we're going to do the plugs now. So, apologies to anybody who really doesn't appreciate things that don't go well. Um, first of all, uh, if you're listening to the show on YouTube, uh, then you can also check out the podcast that goes out on all the standard feeds. If you're listening to the podcast, you can check out the show on YouTube. See all our funny reactions in the pictures, and sometimes we have stats and all that kind of, kind of cool stuff, and you can interact with the chat. That's at youtube.com slash stat check. You can also subscribe and do the likes and leave comments and all this sort of stuff. We do read and we do read and appreciate everybody who leaves a comment for us there. Um, some people are making faces, and I'm confused now. Um, uh, you can also see all the other stuff that we do as part of the network there. So things like End of the Matrix and XM1, which are our other two bi-weekly shows that come out on alternative, um, that come out on alternate weeks. I believe this week is an End of the Matrix week, which means that that should be live right now on Wednesday. So tomorrow as, as we're speaking, or probably tomorrow again, if you're listening to the show as it comes out. Otherwise, check the backlogs. If you're interested in interacting with us a bunch more, you can check out the Patreon Discord, which is patreon.com slash statcheck. There you can get access to our Discord and the wonderful community that it includes, including things like the Vibe Check League, which we're currently running a team tournament. I think we have something like 20 teams of five signed up. It's real mental. We have teams from South Africa. We have teams from Australia. We have uh, a bunch of American and British and uh, European teams. It's going to be super awesome. We have a $1,000 Canadian prize pool for that as well. 
uh, going out to the top three team and the most important team because I was not just giving more money to Brian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we have that ongoing right now. There is another just under a week left on signups for that. So as you're listening to this as it comes out and that's something that interests you, you and your buddies can jump on there or you can pop into the objective. Uh, you can pop in and speak to a bunch of extra people there. Um, yeah, it's just a great community. Um, there's been a bunch of awesome things in there. I will shout, we'll be shouting out um, Frank and his dirt sheets a little bit later because he asked a question about it. So I figured we can put on that plug down a little bit, but that'll, that we'll be shouting that out a bit as well. Uh, as far as other things that we do, um, California Cup. If you're going to be at that event, we are still running. We are still running classes there. That's in about three weeks now. If you're going to be at the Cali Cup, you can check out the link in the description. Where Anthony and I are going to be running classes about deployment and playing the game and getting better under pressure and all that kind of stuff. Um, so if that's something that interests you, please do check that out. We would greatly appreciate it. It's look, looking to be a ton of fun. Uh, if you're interested in getting anything like merchandise from us, there are a couple of places you can do that. One is red-dragon.ca, where you can get a bunch of things like objective markers, dice, which we're going to come back and stock soon. Into the future, you'll be able to get objective mats. And also, if you're a patron, you'll get a 20% off discount code through Patreon, which you can use on that website. They do ship internationally for pretty much everything. I know 40k stuff can be a little weird law-wise, um, so do check it out if that's it. But if you're looking for anything else, Red Dragon's got you covered. If you're looking for things like objective mark, like objective tokens for things like Battleshock and like measuring widgets and stuff like that, that's done through Saltar Games on Etsy. You just need to search that in the website bar because Etsy URLs are weird and complicated and I refuse to learn them. Um, you can check that out there and you, they've recently launched the, the black version stuff. I have recently negotiated to bring a bunch of that stuff over to Atlanta and Cali Cup with me. So Jeremy and Anthony all that, you'll get your little cool widgets that have got logos on them and stuff. Um, so yeah, we should have all that ready to go. Last thing to plug is the coaching. If you're interested in coaching from either myself or Typhus, please do check out stat-check.com slash coaching or send us an email at coaching at stat-check.com and you can speak to us about any requirements that you've got, whether you want to prep for an upcoming tournament or get ready for um, an RTT or just learn how to beat your friends better. Drop us a message. We'd be more than happy to help. That is all I got. And I'm 90% sure we did play Hidden Supplies for Service Skulls because I definitely remember both of us kicking two objectives. I don't remember anymore. I played Servo Skulls against a Gene Stealer Cold player. That's all I remember. I'm putting his demons, and I'm pretty sure we both kicked two objectives each. So, all right. I'm going to address a question first because I forgot to address it in the comments last week on the YouTube video, and Ridiculous. I promised I would, and I totally forgot. But Johannes reminded me because he's very hyped about this best of formats, not better than single elimination. So, it really depends on what you're doing. So, different sports have different amounts of randomness introduced by best of formats. So, if you're looking at ways to improve certain sports like the nba their best of seven format best chooses more more often chooses the higher ranked team the team that is supposedly better more often in their format than another format it's like 80 percent of the time or something like that which is pretty good um if you use elo in 40k and do some predictive stuff on it uh, we, I don't know if I'll talk about it. We're seeing something comparable to the NBA for choosing who will win in matches with the predictive model and best of one match formats for 40K. When you look at other sports like hockey and Major League Baseball, they're choosing the higher seeded team in the first seed versus the eighth seed team and in other matches as well like roughly 60% of the time, so closer to a coin flip. So their best of format, in theory, introduces more randomness into by increasing the number of matches. And then there's the NFL, which has one game in its playoffs, which is roughly a coin flip according to historical data. So there you go. That's why. 
that's what happens in best of formats. Depends on the game being played and whether or not it introduces more or less randomness into the game based on the outcome that you want, which is ideally that the top-seeded teams beat the lower-seeded teams. But it really depends on what you're looking for. So that's the Obviously the drama, because we're all messy bitches here. So that's the answer to your question, is that in the formats where it's used, it sometimes increases the amount of randomness. (laughs) There you go. Cool. What you're saying is we should all be playing best of five series to make sure that we're playing the most balanced factions. That is, I think if... All fabrication should be best of five. I agree. Turner should just be one round and you play one game at, against one person, but you play five times. Looking at our ELO data <laughs> as like a measure of accuracy and like its ability to predict the outcomes of matches, I think we're fine in best of one matches right now. But if somebody wants to do a super major that does best of five matches for... For it for three round RTT run over five days. <laughs> yeah. If oh, somebody no. wants if somebody wants to do that, um and wants Could you to imagine prove... spend 50 hours playing 4K with the want... same person and like not if liking them? Want... <laughs> if you want to prove me wrong <laughs> by showing that instead of like an 80-ish percent predictive ability, you get a 90-ish percent ability to predict that outcome making us better than the NBA for best of seven series of picking the best seeded team to win. Oh, clearly um, it has to be a best of nine. That's what well, actually, you have light. Oh yeah. Because... Gosh, there is, there's a light behind him in his hallway. We can't yeah, I mean, that. I could turn the light on in here, but I've been sat down for a while and we're pretty committed at this point. So whatever. True. So there you go. That's my answer. If you want the data, I can put it in the show comments that talk. If you about can find this. it, because you couldn't last time. No, I did find it. I found it this time, so I can put it in the show, in the show description this time. Cool. Let's um, move on to show questions before things get sloppy. Also, anybody yeah. who hasn't seen it yet, go into content discussion on the Discord. Uh, you will see some wonderful picture. All right, I have the show questions up. I'll talk through them. If you didn't post your question in the show questions, I may do it at the end. I don't know. I may not. Uh, but these are from the Patreon Discord. If you do it in the pa- if you join the Patreon, you'll get your question answered as long as you put it in the right thread. Otherwise, if you super chat, we will also get to your question. Or if your question just intrigues me and I notice it in the YouTube chat, we will also make sure that it's answered. All right. First question is from Preston, which is how's the isolation been? Which I assume is just for Innis. It's been all right. Sk- like frankly, I'm I'm having an all right time. I'm just like I haven't seen another person today, so. <laughs> Do you need a hug? No, not really. I just, like, probably at some point should have, like, gone to the shop or something to just, like, leave the house for a bit. But I, like, it was cold and I was, like, not feeling it. So you should just go fine. for a walk in us. Go for a walk. I probably should, but it's also almost, it's also, like, past midnight now. So there's a degree of, nah, already isn't today. So. Sure. Yeah. Uh Will asks, if you kicked a Nurgling, what kind of sports ball would it be like? Uh, ball. What was like that? A, like a wet, deflated soccer ball. Like original <laughs> soccer, but when they still played with sheep's bladders. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I was going to say it's like a kickball that's been left out in the rain, so it's like half full of water. Do you know, like the... I don't know if you guys will have had them in the US and Canada, but like, you know, they have like the kind of foamy... 
like soccer balls that are like you know they always look like someone's taking a bite out of them in like gym class. Oh yeah, yeah we use those yeah, for yeah. dodgeball, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it would be like one of those that's been left outside. It's yeah. like there's a bite missing out of it. Someone's clearly been like holding it while they've been like allergy snotting into it and stuff like that, and it's like. <laughs> Thanks. Sure. Ah, uh, then Frank has two questions. Uh, the first one is, now that we're fully in with the new Marine book, what are your general thoughts? Over slash underperformers, dark horses, etc. I think we're not quite far enough into the data to really be able to say anything about oh, no, it. I, I have yeah. thoughts. I'm happy to... I'm happy to but Innes has Marines. thoughts, yes. About what? Marines. About Marines. Oh. Oh my god, it's so fucking boring. Why are why is the whirlwind the best data sheet in that book? Why is there no good marine melee units? Why do all the detachments just say do boring generic shooting thing? What the fuck was they could have like I honestly I think the thing they needed to do was leave the wound rerolls in, but only for melee units. Uh Ooh. yeah. I like I would that. like that. That would be cool. And then it would have been like at least the melee would have been interesting, right? And then you can repoint like Deathwing Knights. Like, I'm I'm okay with the idea that Deathwing Knights are a little too powerful, and you can hit them a little bit, right? I'm open to I'm open to that. But oh my god, I hate War so much. They're so boring. Fair. Yep, that's that's my thoughts on the Marine book. There is yeah, nothing left... fun. In, there is nothing fun in that book, but it sure is powerful. They left all the like good melee units in the non-compliant chapters, right? Like Blood Angels can do it, Deathwing Knights can do it, Sword Brethren can do it, and it's like. All right, that's a. <laughs> you do get to play scouts in us, so I do get to play scouts, and I do like scouts. Um, I do already miss my sergeant's thunderhammer, but <laughs> grenade strat off of scouts is still a vibe, so I do enjoy that. Fair. And then the second question from Frank is a shameless plug, which is fine. Uh, what are the things you guys want to see from the dirt sheets dashboard that you think will so add the most does value? Does somebody want to explain what dirt sheets is that has a better understanding of it while I grab the link for his Patreon? Uh, dirt sheets is essentially looking at the winning factions um, for uh, or factions with a positive win rate for events. So basically, looking at like. Um, what and then looking at what units make up those lists, looking at how often they show up in particular um, lists. Yeah, so you'll see something like if people like every list is taking the Yinkarn, for example, you would see it in a hundred percent of Eldar lists. It's at like seventy-two percent, which is like seven out of ten Eldari lists, basically. Yeah. Um, but also, if you're seeing a lot of a single unit in lists, like. 20 man seismic cannon units in gene stealer cult it's at like 200 percent because there's a lot of that unit being taken yeah, so you also see over list. so you'll also see over 100 percent if people are taking multiples of units and you're seeing it in basically every list yeah it's um, list that went x and one in power for specificity and we'll have a link to it and then my recommendation for dirt sheets, which is something that we ended up doing for the dashboard, is you need to have a learner in it to guide people through what everything means on it. Also label your final data point, which is the percentage, with a title at the top that tells us what we're looking at there. There you go. Those are my two suggestions. Stats suggestions from the stats dad. <laughs> stats dad has thoughts. But then it's a really great tool, and you should go check it out. We all have a link in the show description at the bottom. I think we also had one last week in the show description, um, which means it's probably already in the show description for this week. But if not, we'll include it. Scott, 
M has a question, which is how do you know slash determine if you're faction savant if if you are a faction savant or a pleb who should just play the meta? Uh, it's almost always two. Are you winning a bunch with your faction, even though it's not good? If yes, you might be a savant. If no, play the meta. Just use results-based analysis, guys. It's not that big a deal. There you go. It works sometimes, right? Like, yeah. you know. And, and yeah, uh, somebody put up the Patreon for 40k dirt sheets. There you go. Uh, it's also linked in our Discord for something. Linked and pinned and a bunch of other stuff. Like, yeah, Frank, Frank's awesome. Frank's done the, done the great work. So Yeah, when you're, yeah. Uh, the other side of that coin is like when you're new, just play the thing that's good if your goal is to get better. Don't play nonsense. Yep. Luke G asks, is Canis Rex or something similar in cost ever a good ally choice, or is it too many points that takes away from your faction strength? Uh, I think it depends on the faction, but I feel like generally it's going to be too many points that takes away from what you're trying to do. I, I don't really like Canis Rex, with, especially with the battle tactics changes, with people like generally not even allowing him to CP reroll for free and stuff like that. He's just a little awkward. Um, I'm not a huge fan. I also just, like, without armor, without rotating iron shield, I don't love big knights, just because the five of them vulnerable save is so vulnerable to just like evaporating in the right yeah, side of the dead. Yeah. So generally Dan... I'm not a fan. Oh, is rotate not a battle tactic? Interesting. Well you can't rotate not... in allies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Sorry. <laughs> My brain was like, wait, is rotate not a battle tactic? But that was the actual question. Rotate is also a rookie strategy. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, that also just decreases Candace's value in a pure knights list. Yeah, the well. only battle tactics you have access to in standard uh, 40k is go to ground and command reroll. So well, I can't use either of those. Nope. <laughs> All right. Dan F asks, with everyone and their brother having six dreads in a new marine codex, how do you neuter an Ironstorm list? Well, you let them submit six dreadnoughts and then you're like, cool, man. You submit blistices. They're not good. Well done. You uh, use Angron. That's worked for me so far. Punching them with chaos lords and obliterators went pretty well. Um, yep. I highly, I highly didn't enjoy getting shot by sagittars that didn't not roll one that rolled sixes pretty well. Uh, that wasn't great. Uh, grim, de grim demeanor was real annoying. Um, roll adorns not so much. Those things tickled. Um, as just like a rule of thumb, I think as a lister, like someone you know setting up lists for competitive events at this point, you need answers to like Necron horde six to too many dreadnought. Space Marines. Like, those are just things you need to have in your list. You are liable to make yourself very sad, very fast if you don't have answers to those. There are so many vehicles in the meta right now. Like, if you built the, if you had a plan for beating 10 Chaos Knights, you can beat Chaos, you can beat Space Marine Dread Park in the same kinds of way, or you can kill it in the same kind of way. Beating it is different, but like, you can yeah. kill, if you can kill like 10 Carnivores, you can kill three to six Dreadnoughts. Yeah. Can you just drown them in bodies like 200 gaunts? No, they will shoot you to the fuck. <laughs> Fair. What if all my guns had twice as many shots? Yeah, it's not like and that you game. Not kill me. Yeah, that game is sketchy. <laughs> uh, taste, tasteful orphan who needs to change their name to their actual name because that's how our Discord works. Uh, that's all uh, funny games until they're Bulgarian or something, right, Grant? True, I don't care. Yeah, his name Off. is actually his name is actually Fuller, and you've just been very rude to him. Yeah, uh, that's fine. No, I, I know exactly being... who that is, so I'm gonna go change his name. Oh! <laughs> Caught you've been diagnosed. <laughs> you've been found. Anyway, uh, the question: on Devastator was... Centurions. There are too many points. Um, 75 is a lot in Space Marines. It buys you a lot of units. I actually don't hate the regular ones, but Devastator Centurions just kind of 
the the twin link is nice, but they don't have enough volume to really make use of it. Um, they are too slow to like really be a good like you know you can't really ingress with them in the same way you would obliterators, and they're you know basically the same points. It's just it's a really tough comparison. You ingress obliterators sometimes, yeah. I've never done that. It's the digital blurriers are good in combat as well, and sometimes it's nice to have a five inch charge with them. No, I'm familiar, but like, that's why you run Slanesh ones so you can advance and shoot charge. Ah, oh, Jesus, Jeremy, we're gonna have a conversation after this. You don't need to Jeremy, you need to talk to Chris. Yeah, um, and no, I blurrier ingressing, yeah, because you, you can get to like melt range of like the stuff behind or threaten like the, the drop in, move it, move shoot into things. It's a thing you have to plan for sometimes as the person playing into CSM. I don't know if you've done it before, but it, it can it can work, especially with the two mans. It can be quite nice. It's probably better on twos. It's just on the fours. Yeah, on fours it like... can be a little sketchy. Yeah, because it's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of footprint to ingress. But like the two mans can get into like ruins pretty comfortably yeah, yeah, and like yeah. actually walk out from behind the wall where four mans maybe can't. You just get uh, stuck. That's why I was <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real real four real uh four inch move four inch move moments. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, Devil Centurions, they're okay. I wouldn't like. If you had them in a list, I wouldn't be upset at you for putting them in, but I would definitely want to have a conversation with you about what else that could be. Fair. Reasonable. Nick K asks, uh, what's your ideal Death Guard list? Uh, go and find the list that Max Quist played at the Austrian GT. I think that list is fantastic, and it doesn't run Mortarian, so you can actually like have you can actually like have a good time playing it when you go second, which Mortarian doesn't really do a lot of the time because he then just kind of like sits there and is like, I can't leave my deployment zone because I move like three inches a turn with how I have to go around these ruins. I think it was a bunch of idiots and rhinos. Yeah, it's like thirty plague marines and rhinos, two death red squads with characters, typhus, three player scrollers, and some like and like nine nine narglings. Sounds pretty good. Towards that and seems a little more up his alley. It's good fun. He, I put I put Tim onto it. He does not love Mortarian. Mortarian is really annoying because his wings are just like his wings and his scythe are like exactly the right height that when you start like actually measuring his movement and you try to go like between a ruin, pivot, upper that way, pivot that, you end up like having to move like fourteen inches to move six inches, and it's yeah. just awkward. Um, so he can be a bit of a pain in the backside. His modifiers, like your modifiers, aura just doesn't do that much as well. I find like it's just a really awkward aura. So. Derek asks, when are you going to ascend to the final step of being a top comp player by naming and fluffing all your characters in your submitted army list? I have to fluff them now, too? Yeah, you have to add that little fluff bit to them. Oh, that means a very different thing than what you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Moving on. You said it, not me. <laughs> we're going to skip on to the rest of it. And uh, Grant. So Nathan Fluffer Henning is going to be your team nickname next year. <laughs> and there's the cold open. God. From Adrian, what is the current top ranked competitive salamanders list? We're going to get demonized uh, on this video already. Probably a bunch of aggressors and a land raider redeemer with Vulcan chilling somewhere. 15 plasma inceptors. For the plus one strength and... Extra wounding stuff. Probably. Plus one wound is so good on inceptors. Yeah. It's fifteen. Is that just six six three? Okay. Six yeah. six three. Yeah. It just like if it it's enough that you can like the three man could chase down like random small units with strength nine, and then the two six mans. That's a turn two and a turn three plus one the wound strap, and okay. you just like remove things. It's like ninety odds percent to kill like the like the anything profile for like fourteen night spinner or anything like that. It just goes away, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. And then you back that up with like aggressors and land raiders and the standard scoring and two whirlwinds because space marines. Uh, maybe three. Hey. 
We have a lot of questions, so I'm going to keep yeah, going. Yeah. Power through. Uh, is Corn's Kryptonite Cat Girls? No. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Brendan asks, or McWord, what changed about Sisters between the meta report ranking and then second worst in the game and the respectable win rate this past weekend? It's a blip. Uh, they got they got a really good pilot who had a really good plan and executed on it. Sisters did this all last season as well. They would have a terrible week and then the best week of their life and then a terrible week and the best week of their life. And it would so, always be whenever we commented one way or the other, they would then prove us wrong. Yeah, so next weekend, Terrible. if you're playing Sisters, good luck. I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> sisters, the, the thing that I think people should remember, uh, and for anybody who doesn't know, the Meta Report is uh, our monthly report on how the Meta is going, basically our tier list, that we don't call a tier list because we have higher standards for ourselves than that. Uh, but it's a tier list. Uh, that goes out on the website. Um, basically, it puts Sisters as the 20th army right now of 21. Um, the, the issue is the Meta is actually just really flat right now. Like, the difference between Army 20, army 20 and Army, like, Eight isn't that big that I'm like upset about it. Army 21 is terrible. It's Drakari. Don't worry about it. They can stay down there. Uh, but, but like 20 plus, like I feel about the same playing into Necrons as I do into playing Death Guard right now. And that's what we have is like eight and 20, eight and 19. So I don't think that's, I think that's just kind of like the meta is fairly flat. What is your favorite AP3 melee weapon? Exalted eight bound chain fists. Fuck you. Drazar. <laughs> Is oh. is Drazar still AP three in melee? I don't think so. Uh, the lines are one of his profiles. Um, favorite AP. I'm sh- Does it have to be AP three? Can it just be Fuegan's axe? That's randomly like AP four. It's all right. Don't, don't worry. You don't need to know about any AP three melee because there's none in Tyranids. So no, there's one or two. Yeah, there's it's on the Norn. It's on the Norn, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Canis Rex's fist is a good pick as an AP3 weapon. Yeah. Drazar's AP2. Jesus. It's so depressing. That's traumatizing right there. Alright. Uh, John L. asks, how do you choose Iron Storm when your heart wants Storm Lance? By picking it in the app. There's a drop-down menu. Just click it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Grant asks, how do you deal with Hobby Project ADD, especially leading up to an event? I'm in the process of painting up John Lennon's NID Nexus list for GT in December, but the amount of Marine vehicles that are going to be out and about hurts my soul a little. I recommend commissioning. Submit it and make yourself. Like That's all I got. You just gotta, you just gotta fight the little demon in your head and just submit the list anyway. Yep. If uh, you submit it and you have to do it, then you're gonna do it. Or... Hopefully just bandwagon and change your list and paint something else and be a hobby butterfly and that's fine too i'm definitely never building those two gladiators i just bought (laughs) you can also just borrow if you know somebody who is going to be at the event just borrow some units if you don't think you can paint one day i'll play a game of 40k with my own anger on but it's not going to be this year I just prefer the idea of you never painting or having somebody paint an Angron and just serially borrowing Angron for multiple Just Angron because I refuse to own him. You just don't like to use the same Angron twice. It's got to be a different Angron every time. Yeah. You're just like asking your friends if they could buy an Angron so you can borrow it from them. (laughs) Uh, Why did uh, McWorp asks a second question, which is why did GW print a space swap detachment in Codex Space Marines? Uh, I think they didn't get the memo that they were legending all the bikes. <laughs> oh, is that Stormland? That's Stormland. Storm yeah. I, I I really don't know. That detachment is that detachment confuses me. 
I want it to be different than it is because advance and charge and shoot is really good, that right? That detachment assumes that anything in Space Marines wants to be in combat. And it's just yeah. it just doesn't. So it's a it's I mean, a there are well, that ten, do, but they get more out of other detachments, right? Well, the problem is that anything that wants to be in combat wants to shoot on the way through. So like advanced and charge redemptors is great if they could shoot before they charge. Advanced and charge aggressors is great if they could shoot before they charge, but none of those detachments can for anybody to give assault or advance and shoot. So you know, like there's no there's what are you meant to work with? And then Grant on behalf of Cam, because Grant is apparently moving these things in for people. Uh, which is nice of him. Because I can't charge his money for other people to answer questions in our Discord. <laughs> it's true. Nathan, can you give a tier list on the Nathan on the nation's birds utilizing the data you collected from contact lost? Uh, furthermore, why is the Canadian cobra chicken top of S tier undisputed? That's going to take more time. I mean, it's not. Well, that, the we'll Canadian make that goose. bonus content. It's fine. The Canadian <laughs> goose is not, in fact, an S tier bird. It's the world eaters of the bird world. We yeah. just can never finish. At an event, New York City pigeons, baby. It is New York City pigeons. They're the S tier yeah, units, sorry that's... guys. <laughs> but we'll we'll do something fun. Maybe as bonus content, we'll do a tier episode, and I can get like we can do an Art of War style tier list that's just as useful, um, and <laughs> more easily identifiable. Well, just remember, guys, sisters are going to be an A tier on every Art War tier list for the next month, just just to cover their bases. They're also going to upload the YouTube, like change the YouTube date to say that it came out like the week before Tampa. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to do one with images that are also more easily parsable than Art of Wars. Um, that is definitely a Death Watch guys. that they use some in yeah. some generation. I don't know. Next right. question. Oh, wow, I'm getting rushed along. That's different than usual. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes or no? Yes. Do whatever you want, man. Next question. Pizza. Yeah. Be belong <laughs> is whatever. Nothing belongs on pizza. Yeah. Um, Grant for Matt Bell. What do Grey Knights need to bump them up the win rate ladder? Competent Better pilots. pilots. Damage. <laughs> Jeremy and Anthony giving the better the the same answer is my favorite. Uh, well, that almost Chris, never happens. That's a sign of the apocalypse. Yeah, Great Night pilots Chris, aren't very good, except the one guy I played at LGT. That's true. Chris from the V8 gang asks, "How much gun can a gun line gun if a gun line could line gun?" Three four pieces. <laughs> Whatever the Tau one is, I don't know. Uh, Martine asks, "If you had to choose between ten scouts or three inceptors, why do you bring the scouts in one loadout?" At least one shotgun. After that, I don't care. That's Do what your heart tells you. Stop playing Space Marines. You don't want to. You know better. You want to yeah. play the striking play the scorpions end of that box as well. Just play something else. Uh, Autark Warboss Ben asks, if you were in an Astro Militarum command squad, which job would you have? Dead guy. Ogren? <laughs> Astropath? The guy with the medic pack, I guess. That's the closest to a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's pulled last in a lot of situations. I'm like very clearly the guy working the computer back at base. Like, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not on this battlefield. I'm asthmatic. This is not going well for any of us. <laughs> you act like that would stop you from being conscripted in the Grimdark. Yeah, yeah, but I would be dead or back at base. Like, there's no way in between, right? There's. He's a liability like, on the battlefield. The they know that. Like, take a pack and go. Like, no, man, I'm just going to like... Mm -hmm. Commissar can have me. In honor of soup season, what is your favorite soup? I mean, the Polish one I can't pronounce, obviously. Uh, lentil and bacon, personally. 
French Canadian style pea soup. I like chicken wild rice soup, but I also do like a good tomato soup. If you pair oh. it with a grilled cheese, that is amazing. Yeah. Good tomato soup is great. I make from scratch tomato soup. It is amazing. Right. You'll have to change my mind on that one, Nathan. That's fair. You come to Chicago, I'll make you soup. Yeah, as long as we can <laughs> stay away from the pizza. Sure. I mean, I might also make you pequods or something. I don't know. Okay. It'll be okay. Uh, Paul asks, is this Guitaros a manlet or peak perfection? I assume First of all, is the Scatros? Come on. It's how it's spelled in the question. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm he's not making fun of you. Okay. Um, I think that's really on brand for what Games Workshop is doing with 40k like AdMech, which hurts me deep inside his 30k. They could do such so cooler cool. things. Yeah, because they could be 30k AdMech instead. I like the Da Vinci style. I like the I like silliness. That. I like the ridiculousness. I think it's fun. I think he's cool. I think he's Whatever. Gonna we're going to move on. I, I like no, I'm not even letting you in this. Joel asks, is there one unit type slash ability that you think every faction should have at least some access to? Damage objectives? Damage. What? I totally missed the question. One unit type slash ability that you think every faction should have at least some access to. I think they need like keyword or ability, not just damage. No. Oh, think... every unit should have an aircraft. Every Every army should have an aircraft. <laughs> And they there should all go. be fucking awful. Yes. There we go. <laughs> they can't be good, but I want to see a Death Guard plane. I want the beam plane oh. to still happen. That's the thing that I want. You're all bad. It's not going to be good. Shut it's up. It's not going to be good. <laughs> the real answer for that is no, in every army, there is no, no universal thing that every army should have access to because compares, because armies should have different strengths and weaknesses and limiting gives as much. Limiting creates like new ways to have to try and solve problems. As long as armies have balanced tool sets they don't have to be the same in the same ways yes but every army needs characters all right Fine. in the same way that game, chaos, yeah but chaos no. lights have, have characters. like it's not the same right a two-part question if you had to be a servitor with one function what would you be i want to be the guy that pulls the trigger of the large guns <laughs> the nova cannon you want to be this one servitor that like is programmed to just push the button to fire yeah, the, nova cannon. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that's running on a treadmill eternally on the bottom of the iron strider honestly <laughs> just chained in because it's the only way i'm getting fit i was gonna say dude we can't get you to run without any tasks now you want to run forever <laughs> yeah but it's the brain that stops me like i can really figure uh, that out afterwards, right got it all right. Second, in the current meta, what would you value more, board presence or lethality? Yes. Yes. Whichever one your army's better at. <laughs> Lean hard into that. Scott M., what units make the 2,000-point cut for a guard list, and is a Bane Blade variant one of them? <laughs> Death Guard plane moves six inches. If you're lucky. If you're lucky, it moves six inches. Yeah. Death Guard players don't know how far six inches is or how long it is. It's hover mode, it goes to three inch. <laughs> We're going to skip the guard question entirely and just go to Eric Cultus Chan's question. No, you're not. If you want to know what's no, in a good 2,000 point guard list, look at Frank's dirt sheets. There you go. Bam. Next. Nice plug work there, 
All right. Um, the landscape of content creation has really exploded in the last few years. Between battle reports, rumor reporting, and analysis, it can be hard to keep up with it all. Opinion pieces can also seem pretty wildly inconsistent. Even between fairly competent players, if you had to recommend a content creator to listen to, who would it be, assuming I like smooth jazz for segment transition? Cozy hearths and dislike people whose names are alliterative. It's funny because I would have picked a Vic of a J. <laughs> Until the last caveat at the end. I mean, this is clearly them going like a really long way around the bar. I mean, it's the weekly just... it's the weekly David Gaylord question. It's just this one was really well done. So props yeah, to you, job. Eric. All right, Grant H asks, I wanted to take the Abbey Termi list in my GT in December due to hobby laziness or comfort with the number of reps. What does it look like now? I know it's inferior to the chosen MSU list, but it's what I have done already. And I'm currently at Abbey, 2 by 10 Nurgle Cultists, an Undivided Forge Fiend, a Nurgle Forge Fiend, 4 Nurgle Blitz, 2 un Undivided Blitz, uh, 2 by 3 Flamers, 2 by 3 Nurglings, and the Changeling, because fuck the Blue Scribes model. Who asked this? Grant. Uh, this is Grant. Oh, Grant. I'll fix that for you later as a thank you for being one of our Discord mods. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at that. Uh, Preston says plug the league again. So plug the teams league again, I guess. I don't know. Vibe check teams. It's a thousand Canadian dollar prize pool team event that we're running on Discord. Come and check it out. If you got a bunch of friends, or if you just want to come as a solo player, there will probably still be people looking. Signups last until this Saturday. There you go. John Winters asks, nicest man. Uh, sorry, thank you. Uh, but the question <laughs> was with the update to the WTCA FAQ, what are things that have changed? No more BGNT out of phase, one shot weapons come back. Am I missing anything? Those are the two big ones. I don't think there was anything else that was really substantial. Uh, they changed the Yinkarn not having to place on exactly like overlapping the base anymore. It can go anywhere on the rig of the base now. Yeah. Oh, because basically, annoying. it's before you remove the last model, right? So you can't place it on top. Yeah, okay. It used to I be center you... to center, but... Yeah. You could never big guns never tire out of phase anyways. That's just a WTC clarification, isn't it? You could at the WTC. Oh, I see. Okay, there you go. And they've now that said, question to it's me. nay. And you can actually still big guns never tire out of phase, but that's only the bit where you can shoot Vehicle, monsters and vehicles in engagement range, not that you can shoot with monsters and vehicles in engagement range. There you go. All right. We're almost to the end of these questions. Donald asks, have you considered replacing event wins with X and O? At Kippers, we had three undefeated players. No, I haven't considered that. That's why we have the top fours part. But we could track X and O. Also, we stop do... running the events that big that end up with three undefeateds. There you go. Scott M asks, what's the faction of the week, though? sisters because then next week they're going to be at the bottom of the statistics because that's how that works every time can, i say that one can hope uh a bunch of people are going to try copying that list from tampa bay and then they're not going to be able to pilot it as well before and they're we, all going to lose before we go too far on that what's the week schedule like what weekend does uh does w does uh world championships fall on for sisters is it an on week or an off week all right so <laughs> if this was an on week the 28th is an on week the 11th is an on week. That means okay. that They're the World Champs weekend week. will be an off week. Okay. It also so, means that San Diego will be an off week as well for the California Cup. So you're safe in America. So Anthony, we don't have to worry about sisters at all. Never was. <laughs> I mean, Jack clearly um, wasn't until round eight. Yeah, Jack needs to learn to play with like just a modicum of respect. And if you guys want the Faction of the Week thing to be a thing, you got to find a sponsor for it. There you go. All right, oh, Logan... Yeah. Logan asks, for the shadow round at LVO, can we use fluorescent glow in the dark terrain and dim the lights for the theme? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, everything about playing in LVO is suffering, so why not make the shadow just even worse? Reasonable. Uh, Sam Lemon asks, uh, in professional sports, a common thing to blame is the refs or judges for the match results. How soon will it be before we blame TOs and judges for our match results? Being well, if I was Lennon. Yeah, I mean, like, soon TM, right? I think if the WDC is big and, like, people watch the stream and feel like their player got robbed or something, that would just happen. If TOs keep making me play fucking servo skulls. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think there's, like, there's, like, a like a semi-real conversation couched within this, which is, like, how, to what extent should events be held accountable for the competitiveness of their mission choices? And, like what balance should be struck in an event between like you know for the dude that's just like there to fuck about and like the dudes that are there to like actually try and compete and i would wager that that second portion is a much larger portion of tournament attendance than people even admit even to themselves um because i think it's really easy to be like i'm just here to fuck around after you've already gone one and two but i think before that point most people show up to a ostensibly competitive event with the idea of competing and i think the idea that we just throw in wackadoo nonsense bullshit fuck around missions is kind of trolling um i like actively avoid tournaments that do that now yeah it makes sense to like mission choice is a huge deal i think the bigger one though here is that and we've talked about this multiple times over the last year and a half uh is accountability for tos and refs at events um tos and refs and judges and the whole lot need to one be approachable to be amenable to uh, acknowledging when they've made a mistake and reaching out and trying to correct that and to improve and make things better. Yeah. I just think that like it's a it's a thing that goes in hands in hands. You can be mad at the refs if the refs are allowed to make decisions. You can't be mad at the refs if they've got their hands tied. I think also you can be mad at the refs if there's like an actual system that trains them and like oversees refs. It's kind of hard to be mad at refs all the time if they're like not trained and overseen in some kind of official capacity and they're just volunteers. Most basically. of the time, I don't even need them to be perfect. I just need them to make a decision, though. Like I, it's sure. the the real issue you usually run into is like the clash of like two players have entered a failed game state and they need someone to resolve it and the refs being wishy washy. That doesn't work. Fair. All right, next question is, what's your favorite di dice? I really like the French dice with the baguette on them. Those ones make me really happy. Uh, the Team Poland dice, because both times I've got them, have been on the receiving end of wild rounds for various reasons. I have a dice with Pumbaa's face on the one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is officially the favorite dice now. That is, Where, a, that is the favorite How? <laughs> I need how? that in my life. Uh, the go. new stat check dice that we're having made that should hopefully be here in time for Christmas. Oh, Ooh. sorry. The best dice actually haven't been made yet, and it depends entirely on if Typhus and Pumba can convince Team Poland to change their logo for next year. Yes! <laughs> oh, no. You'll see soon when I get a tattoo of this. Oh, no. It's so good. We should also... Can we get, can we get super bad dice made up? Like Super bad? <laughs> that should be our team name for... Um, yeah, Team Super... We're going to be Team Super bad for Alpine this year. For Alpine, year. yeah. Yeah, 100%. Ooh. Yeah, um, but yeah, I will. I will find my Pumba dice. It's in my dice tray. I think I'll grab a picture of it and put it Sick. in Discord. Hell yeah! <laughs> I got given it at Silesia team. Someone was like, "We have dice with Pumba's face because it's our local club." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> sure." All right, we're, we've only got like two questions and then super chat questions. We're gonna Almost get through there. these. How internally balanced do you feel the new Marine Codex is? 
not it looks, great. It looks terrible. It looks god awful. <laughs> like, say, you run Art... the same units in all the detachments. It's like a clear design failure. Which, like, I feel like ask, answers Richard's sex, second question, which is, are there some units that you will never take? Almost yeah, too long. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, Elo Woozle asks, when in the interview with the U.S., when is the interview with the U.S. Wargaming Federation? It is done. It needs to be edited and posted, I suppose. Uh, but it is done. Um, so you can blame Jeremy for that, I guess. I don't know. It probably Not doesn't Jeremy. need to be edited that much, but probably just needs to look at to make sure that it's, I don't say anything wildly silly and that the audio... No, it's on me. Good. I've been... I, I'll be honest, I didn't prioritize it, so I didn't get it done before Tampa. <laughs> That's also reasonable. There are I'll try to get things... it done in the next little while now that things are ramping up with the U.S. Wargaming Fed. Yeah, I also don't think anybody except us has seen Jeremy's calendar recently. <laughs> oh, man, it's fucking silly. <laughs> it's real bad. Mistakes hey, were made, is all I'm going to say. Uh, gonna, an event say every single week, five weeks in a row, was a real bad portal. idea. I did definitely see some overlap there with marriage that I don't think is wise anybody should do. <laughs> oh, that's a secret. I didn't know. We're going to continue on with our day now and go to Super Chats. Well, the good uh, news is I don't think Mrs. Curie listens to the podcast, so you should be all right. Most certainly does not. Jeremy has editing privileges. He can just cut that. Yeah, just, it's just gone. We're like, what happened to the guys? Final snapped. <laughs> Tim... Tim Penny continues his uh, trial of laundering money slowly in small pieces by saying eight is the best number uh, with several emojis involving an axe and a devil face. Uh, Brian just sends a pound for no reason. Um, he said it was to throw off the pattern, which it did. Uh, Brian then says two pounds and says, don't yuck his yum, Anthony. Uh, and then Tim Penny continues laundering my money by saying Morphin and Co. accomplished what six war dogs couldn't. <laughs> oh. Um, Johannes asks a question that I answered, which wasn't a super chat, but I started it. Uh, Dylan, Omnisize mistake, <laughs> sent $10. Longtime listener, first time caller, uh, Admech one trick for a year straight. Uh, maybe Omnisize have mercy on my soul and have to ask, what's your take on this tallest boy, the scat man himself, scat rose? He's so ugly. I love him. It's awful. Yeah. It's, he is, it's, he is, he is my prettiest boy. And I I'm want gonna to cut, if I cut the exhaust pipe off on, so he doesn't just have like a hanging, like mm. Chad, yeah. like as if he didn't have that, like, I think he's just a cool model. I've de there's definitely some cool conversions giving him like Zakarian capes and stuff like that, that I think help a ton, but like, I don't hate the base model that much. I I so, want I'm, to want to play Admex so fucking bad, and they keep doing this, and I keep just being <laughs> like, "All right, I guess you don't get money from me." Anthony is my anger translator for the design aesthetic of 40k Admex, but what I will say is that in the 40k 40k Admex design aesthetic, that model is extremely well done. So good job, GW, for following your heart. No, no, fuck you. Bad job, <laughs> GW. That shit sucks. You have a cool idea and you're making it garbage. Stop it. Thank you for There's gonna be to do three that. All right. <laughs> every no, list. no more in it. So used to that model. Alec, Alex Taus asks a non-super chatted question, but asks a question, so it got tagged. Give every army a knight equivalent, make in is sad. You with me, Kiri. <laughs> yes, but in exchange, we remove Chaos Knights and Imperial Knights as factions. 
Ooh, wow, that is monkey paw situation bargaining. <laughs> I'll take that trade. I'll, I'll be the bigger man. I think most everyone will take that trade. If you only have to ever deal with a single no, 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 like, no, 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 no. equivalent I, well, model in any army. Let's be clear. I have never lost either of those armies. I am perfectly fine with those staying. I just think an army should be a 300 point model. That's all I'm... Like not with the stats it has, but just like oh, you should get like, like three armigers and a big knight, and that should be your list, and we're cool with that. Yeah. All right, and then <laughs> one more. No, I take it back. <laughs> Too, Too late. late your monkey paw finger has curled. Um, Domo do good asks. Thank you for four ninety nine oh. suggestions for resources to set up TTS for comp practice. We have a really well put together channel in the stat check discord called TTS resources. Use that. Also the TTS discord server is genuinely just pretty good for stuff like that. Uh, you can like always, almost always find the models and stuff like that. I think that's linked on the competitive 40 subreddit. You can find a link to that there. Um, but it's genuinely just like a, a very, very, that community is super great. I, I have no complaints about like the getting started part of it. Their comp scene is a bit mental, but the TTS scene in general is super like chill and homebrew uh, and in all the right ways. Yep. And there's a lot of people putting out really good models that are like linked in their thing. So you need to follow it sometimes to find models for everything. Although that's how you also accidentally find out that the first Neurolictor model was the Neurothictor model, and that was the oh. only DTS model available. For and the no one changed the while. name when they played against me. Oh, they so. really left it. Oh, yeah, they, and they so from now on, whenever I play this person, I just refer to their Neurolictors as Neurothictors, and they get really upset. <laughs> the same person who modeled the Neurothictor also added a Neurolictor model later, so there is now just a regular Neurolictor available. On that note, we're out of questions and out of, out of Super Chats. So we're going to take us out in this. Go back to the plugs earlier. I'm not doing them again. It, it's too painful. <laughs> uh, check out all the stuff that we do. YouTube, Patreon, Statue uh, website, Coaching, XM1, End of the Matrix, Cali Cup, um, Red Dice, Saltar Games on Etsy. <laughs> Red Dice. Berchie, Red, Red Dragon <laughs> for the Dice. Saltar Games. Red I was Dice doing Dragon. So almost okay. Um, <laughs> it was so close. You did better doing the other plugs than the end of plugs. Good job, Ines. I hope everybody's had a great time. Good luck any tournament you're at this weekend. Uh, smash it. If you're playing Sisters, I hope you have the worst weekend of your life because it, it always goes that way, yin and yang it. Um, if you're playing in the Crusade League, evoke the spirit of Nathan before you crush people. Have a great weekend. See you all for episode 66. Bye bye for more shows like this, check out the Goonhammer Media Network. More info at media.goonhammer.com.